0: Hey family, welcome back to another episode of A Shot of Melanin. On today's episode, we'll be talking to you about body image. It's so easy to get caught up on the images that we see daily. These images reinforce beauty standards, from Brazilian butt lifts to Botox. So how do we feel about it? Well, stay tuned, and we will have that discussion both Brit and I, with our special guest, Weslyn.
1: Okay, so today we have a special guest. She's one of my very good friends. I'll let her introduce herself to you guys, Weslyn.
2: Hi, everyone. I hope everybody's doing fine today. My name is Weslin. You can call me Wes. Um, I've known Brittany for now a few years. I've had the chance to meet Michelle. She's just as lovely as (laughs) Britt. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I am a very simple being. I'm a mother. Um, I'm a a mother of a very active three-year-old We will have to do a study on the children of COVID and the impact it's had on her because I feel my daughter is more active and talkative than ever before. And I think that's the influence that the environment has on her. So for the last Mm -hmm. couple of months, she's seen me work from home every day and use my words and express myself in French and in English and I see that her speech exploded and I see that. So we'll have to have a study on the children of COVID as I That's call right. it. Um, so I'm a mother, I'm a wife. Um, I'm in my forties and I have not been married for very long. It's been just a couple of years. Um, I consider myself to be a, a cultural activist. So I'm not necessarily very, uh, I'm not the person you're gonna see starting a riot but I will be using that riot to leverage causes at my workplace, in my circles, uh, in my surroundings. So I, I, I entitled myself a cultural activist for that. Um, and one of the biggest things about me, and it molds the way I, I navigate through society and the way people treat me, I'm a black woman.
3: That's right.
1: Proud, say it loud. You're black oh, and you're
2: proud. Proud <laughs> indeed. That's
1: right. All right. So, today um, we're going to talk about a topic that's close to my heart. I'm very passionate about about um, body positivity in relation to social media. So, uh, in preparation for this podcast, I did a little bit of research and I looked at a study that was conducted by Florida House Experience and it said that 87% of the 1,000 men and women that were polled, compared themselves to images that they saw online. And uh, of that, 50% of those women said that they compared their bodies unfavorably to the images that they saw. Well, only 37% of those men compared their bodies unfavorably. So women we see are more likely to compare themselves to others and in a negative way. Where men, they'll compare themselves to others, but be like, I'm okay. Like, yeah, he could look like that, but I look okay myself. So um, we're going to talk about that a little bit. My first question for you guys is, since we're all born without thinking or caring about our weight or anything like that, and comparing our bodies negatively to others, it's a learned behavior that happens at some point, whether it's a negative comment from someone or seeing our moms nitpick their own bodies in the mirror. So, do you guys remember a defining moment that happened in your life that negatively affected your self-image? I'll ask Weston first.
3: Guess first.
2: Um, nothing to do with my weight um, until maybe later on, much later on in life. But I remember high school. I'm very tall, so I'm five eleven, um, and I was very, very skinny then. So I remember how even before that, even in grade school, I was always very tall. So. I remember feeling disproportionately tall compared to my schoolmates. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the first time in my life that I compared myself to others that were supposed to be at the same place as me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I associated that with, and I didn't realize how much race had to do with it back then, but I associated that with the fact that none of the kids, and it was only white boys in my school, none of the kids, like were talking to me or flirting with me like the other girls, and I thought it was because I was so much taller than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think it was that like end of grade school, beginning of high school, my height became a differentiator from everybody else.
3: Oh,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's uh, not easy to deal with, especially at that age in high school. Mm-hmm. What about you, Michelle? So, like, what was it that? Uh,
0: made me notice something completely different compared to the others. Is, yeah, that you were
1: you were kind of aware of your differences, or you know that you that everybody was different. I would say definitely was the color of my
0: skin, mm-hmm. um, being maybe the only, if not the second one in the class, um, being surrounded by those that are not of the same complexion as myself. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe as early as when we start school, so kindergarten. um, I had there was a lot more white people than there were blacks, and I think that was really like a uh aha moment uh, when I did notice that there was a difference. Right. Um, I don't rec. I, I mean, it could have been earlier than that. I could have started as early as maybe daycare, but because my memory doesn't work <laughs> that early um, <laughs> <laughs> right now i could only remember like it was kindergarten for me um seeing that was where i i knew i was different because in that class uh, i was the only black student
1: so that's when i noticed that something was
0: different mm-hmm.
1: and did you take it as a negative thing or were you kind of like oh that's odd we were i'm not too colors.
0: sure i think i just kind of questioned it Mm-hmm. Um, like, how come I'm black, and why is she? Well, why why are they of that complexion, and why mm-hmm. am I this complexion? I don't know if I per se would have seen that as negative. I'm not too sure. I I think um, as I got older, and um, I mean older, maybe I would say high school older. That's when I probably started looking at it differently mm-hmm. because I saw that um, the white girls were more attracted. Uh, attractive, sorry. And the black girls were maybe the least attractive or me. Uh, that's how I right. um, perceived it. So starting off young, I may have questioned it, but by high school, I think that's when
2: it became an issue. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, now that Michelle said that, I realized that I also went through that in grade school, but it was my hair. Okay. I remember, I remember. So there's, from what I remember, there's four aspects to body type. So there's the way you see yourself, which mm-hmm. is perceptual. There's the way you feel about the way you look, so that's the effective. So that's it's things that you like about yourself, things that you dislike about yourself, and there's um, cognitive thoughts about body image. So it's it's thinking that if you're lighter or if you're thinner, you're gonna feel better about yourself. Right. Yeah. And then there's behavioral. There's uh, it's if you start having destructive behaviors to try to meet a certain look so I think until I realized that I remember this day in school in grade school where I realized my hair didn't fall like the white girls in school Mm -hmm. and I thought it was so weird I had never noticed that before and like when I got home I put a towel and I like I wanted the feel to look like that because everybody was shaking their hair and, mm-hmm. and it, was move, it was moving and mine didn't do that mm-hmm. so i think michelle just made me remember that even before the whole height thing my 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 hair became a defense a defense the def, def, defense def- mechanism no a differentiator like when a it, differentiator uh, yes okay and yeah. it made me realize that Hmm. I don't know if I like the way that I look. Mm
0: -hmm. I think a lot of Black girls start off with, why is my hair like this? And Mm -hmm. why can't it not be like their hair, Mm -hmm. which is flowing? And then, you know, maybe both of you can remember when it was time to sit down and do your hair, how I can't speak for you guys, but for me, it was incredibly painful. Mm -hmm. And I always ran away from my mom. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you on that one, Wes. Um, it was definitely an issue for me too. I didn't like um, the combing of my hair. I always questioned why my hair was like, like not straight and flowy in the wind. Um, that it was afro But I don't know if it was enough for me to hate it. I think I just kind of was like, well, it is what it is. I wish it was straight mm-hmm. and I think that eventually happened when I got my first perm um but when it was in its natural state I would did the same thing as you when I was playing with my sister I remember we would put dress um like night pjs over our hair Mm -hmm. remember those (laughs) night pj dresses
2: i think they still
0: make them they do (laughs) we would put the night pj dresses over our head both me and my sister and we would just flip flip it back and forth like it's our own so Mm -hmm. i can relate with you on this
1: one too Hmm. yeah so can i i i vividly remember being in the bathtub wanting to be like Ariel from The Little Mermaid, oh, having that long flowy hair in the bathtub. And I'm like, it's not, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna,
3: <laughs> just putting a
1: towel on my head. Oh yes, I have long flowy hair, no. <laughs> but unfortunately for me, I'm more along along the lines of uh, Westland where it negatively impacted me because I remember the kids in school making fun of me for my hair. Why is your hair so puffy? Look at your hair, huh? It was always about, oh, um, I remember one specific time, I was sitting in class we were all just sitting in class listening to the lesson and a kid raised her hand and said mrs so-and-so i can't see over britney's big hair and the whole oh, class sh- laughed because i was in a predominantly white school and white classroom yeah. and so to me it wasn't something that oh i'm different and that's okay it was i'm different and that's not a good thing you guys are, are laughing at me, about mm-hmm. me. right mm-hmm. so yeah, hair is a a big thing when your hair doesn't look like everybody's and doesn't flow like everybody. And it frizzes sometimes even more than, you know, it's just, it's, it's not, it's hard for little girls, especially to handle. You're not in a very good state. You're not confident. You're in that vulnerable, fragile age where you could be broken easily based off of little comments. Even, um, having a scar on my leg. I remember I was in on the bus, and i was sitting next to this little boy and I was wearing a pair of shorts and he looked over at my scar my leg and he's like, ew, what's that on your leg? And I'd had that scar since I was a little baby. So for me, it was different, but mm-hmm. it was just my normal. So it didn't make me feel bad at all. And from that day on, it took me a long time to wear shorts again. I said, I'm mm-hmm. not going to wear shorts because people are going to look at that and that's, that's bad. So I was super self-conscious and stopped myself from wearing shorts that I liked because of one little comment from a little boy, right? You don't, you don't realize that little comments can make a very negative, large negative impact on a person's life. Or I don't know if you guys have heard anybody make comments to you or other little kids or little girls specifically of, Oh, they're filling out now. Oh, they're gaining a little bit of weight when they're starting puberty. And so that's my (laughs) life story as a young adult. I don't get that. Are you gonna teach kids like, hey, what your body looks like is important? Or society, take notice, you're filling out a little bit. Like you're gonna watch that. Like I'm a kid. I'm, I'm yeah. A like to be body message.
0: positive, definitely. Yeah. I find that the society that we're living in is very harsh or very heavy on body images for women and
1: young yeah. girls. Yeah, and young but girls baby. don't have the the ability to to stand
3: for it.
2: But how is it that it didn't impact the previous generation as much as it's impacting us or, or did it, or is it it that we're more sensitive? Are we more sensitive and, and we're more easily.
0: I think it's that we have more easily access to it. It's constantly in our face. You turn on the TV, you've got Instagram. It's coming at an alarmingly fast rate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and you know, I'm sure everyone's taking marketing 101. Um, their goal is to plant a seed in your head.
1: Exactly.
0: Right. Where you at first, like let's say you weren't watching it and then you start watching, for example, a deodorant commercial and you see how well they market it. And it's, it's, it's down to a science. Like they even have it uh, through a psychology perspective of how they can plant that seed in you. So by the end of that, marketing campaign, you now start to question, well, maybe I do need that deodorant. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
0: you know, um I take whatever you want. If you want more deodorant, great. If you don't, well, you know, that's on you. But <laughs> 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 like that, that's what they that's how they work. And I think previous generations, we didn't have that constant um the marketing schemes that they have right now Mm -hmm. as for today you literally it's everywhere you go it's in billboard ads it's on tv and if you're a teenager you got social media you got it from facebook to instagram to twitter to snapchat it's everywhere and it keeps going it doesn't stop so i think that's the main difference between Mm -hmm. now and back then because my mom didn't have tv when she was living with her parents There was no TV back, well, until she moved, but she didn't have that. And she said it wasn't that intense as Mm -hmm. it is
1: now.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and it's starting at a younger age too,
2: because
3: our
1: little ones are watching that. So imagine if it's affecting us, imagine the younger generation. It's going to be affecting them, I think, a little bit more because they've been seeing it for so long. It's been in their Mm -hmm. face since birth, pretty much. Yeah. Which, um, I don't know. But that leads me to my next subject, actually. Um, do you guys? Because we're all three of us are mothers to little girls. So, do you guys worry about your daughters and um, the effect of social media on their self esteem? We'll
2: start with Leslie. <sighs> um, listen, I think people learn and absorb whatever their environment, uh, the society, and the culture around them teaches them. Mm-hmm. So, we. I find that we quickly assume a lot of the responsibility only to the social media, media, but we have, what it means is we have a bigger job to do Mm -hmm. as parents, as families, as friends, we have a bigger job to do because it is what it is. They're going to be exposed to that stuff. Uh, There's also some positive that they can be exposed to. So we got to try to like shift their attention towards that. Mm -hmm. So, There's certain people out there that, uh, I don't know, Kim Kardashian, for example. Mm -hmm. he is not a role model that I would want for my daughter. That's right. She is not somebody that, I I don't want her to aspire to that because that's what's in. There's other actresses or other stars or other um, entrepreneurs that that are in, like, be inspired by Viola Davis. Right. So my job would be to expose her. Viola Davis, even though she's not as um, prevalent on social media as Kim Kim Kardashian is. So I do think it will have an influence. I also think that it means we're going to have to work overtime to try to to direct their attention somewhere else and also reinforce all the positive and their strength. And what's really important about them, we're going to have to work harder at that.
3: Yeah, yeah
0: i'm with you on that and it's um it comes up to your environment as you mentioned it's your um for my daughter it's going to be us right so it's going to be me and my partner and lucky for me my partner is pro-black he does not tolerate that at all you know so for him he thinks the best way to um do it is to start young plant the seed at a young age to keep enforcing her of her beauty so he uh, he's he's into words and music so they managed to create a poem about her being beautiful i don't remember it word for word all i got is the main part which is i am beautiful (laughs) but his goal is that if you keep enforcing it and keep uh, reminding them of that they will see themselves as as worthy, as beautiful, and they won't let anybody else um, tell them otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it, right? I really do hope that she takes that. Um, my partner has a wicked self-confidence, mm-hmm. wicked self-esteem. He thinks he's, you know, great, good-looking, <laughs> hot, rico, suave, whatever. <laughs> but he has a great sense of, Self worth and self esteem. So I do hope that he instills that in her as well. I think I'm, you know, I'm I'm a little bit on the humble side. (laughs) So I'm like, I look good on certain days, but um, (laughs) on some days, some days it's it, and other days it's not. But I do think it's um, it's definitely something that parents need to instill. Um, Me growing up, I did question my beauty a little bit. If I was pretty, I kind of went through an ugly duckling phase um and i think that also was during the time where i started starting to question beauty what didn't help as well is that i went to a predominantly white school
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you saw what um other guys were attracted to and because i went to a predominantly white school i didn't have like my first boyfriend until high school like later on high school Um, so I think it's, it's, it's a good thing. And, and the best that I'm doing is, you know, you keep telling her she's beautiful. Another way of um, doing is there's books. There's a lot of resources out there, books that talk about hair. I know we discussed hair being like, oh my gosh, I wish it was straight, but we've got books that are teaching her that, the kinks and coils that you have are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. There's something to be celebrated about. The color of your skin, we're all different shades. The color that you are in is beautiful. And we try to read those books to her um, every night before bedtime. So I do believe it's your environment. The best thing you can do as a parent is instill those seeds and pray that they grow.
3: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because
0: I don't know what's going to happen when she gets to high school. This mm-hmm. is now going to be the ultimate test. That's the thing. You can, you she, can
1: do as much as you can at home. But when exactly. in the real world, you can't control her. I can't
0: control it. So the yeah. best I can do as a parent is plant those seeds, encourage it, water it, make it grow, and hope that she builds up that self-esteem, that self-confidence, and her self-worth as well to know that she is beautiful and she is worthy of, of getting that job and it shouldn't be dictated on her hair or the color of her skin. So... Yeah. I do believe it's your, your, your product
1: of your environment, too. I agree with you on that one. It's true. And I think that kids these days, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like we didn't have books like that when we were growing up. That's true. So we did not. our parents didn't have that kind of arsenal in their toolbox, right, to, to help us uh, feel confident about our hair specifically or, or anything, anything. And so now, like you said, there's so many books, you know, as parents, we could just educate ourselves and find the resources to help us instill that confidence in our children so that they're not deterred so much by social media. So hopefully that will help. But another thing that I think of when I worry about uh, my daughter's self-esteem is what do I do? What am I showing her Mm -hmm. and how I talk about myself in front of her? or how I look at myself in the mirror in front of her, or when I step on the scale and I get down and I'm like, Oh, you know, and I, I'm doing that negative self-talk out loud. I have to, I have to really make sure that I don't do that. in front. That's of her, true which for me. It's, it's hard to do. Cause I see she's watching, you know, they're little sponges, right. Mm-hmm. They're going to soak up anything that is around them. So for me, that is a challenge and that's what worries me is that I am not going to be able to filter myself enough to let her not see that mommy's putting herself down because she has a little extra weight or whatever it may be.
0: Right. And that's true. We have to be careful of what we say in front of our kids because you can't be saying you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. And then, you know, saying, Oh gosh, mommy's so fat. Exactly. You know, and, and your your partner too shouldn't be saying that as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So you're definitely right about that. I don't know if i ever had those moments i don't really talk about beauty right i think the only time you'll hear that is when i'm like dressed up to the nines, like mm-hmm. yes <laughs> <look at> you. <laughs> but um normally i mean i just go about my day into and i guess maybe that could also be sending her the wrong message that in order for you to say all of that you have to be all dolled up
3: mm-hmm
0: Right. And I, I guess that's something I'm also I'm going to need to work on. Like I need to be saying I'm beautiful in just pants and uh, sweatpants and a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. instead of uh, a dress and my makeup done and everything. Right. Right. right? The, the um, day
2: she sees you in your your sweatpants and your T-shirt and she still feels that mommy feels beautiful and is confident. Mm-hmm. It's really the first step in raising smart confident girls who know what beautiful really is. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're doing. And like, I always say that, um, like you could uh, like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So Mm. if in advance, if in advance, we make sure like we give them daily affirmations, we we give them a lot of praise on the beautiful things. Like I have thick thighs. My daughter is three and I can see she's going to have my legs. Mm hmm. So I tell her all the time, wow, look at your strong legs. Yeah. Look at your strong legs like mommy. Instead of, think, instead of bringing up anything else but that, I'm dealing with my own issues when it comes to fitting in my jeans. Right. But she doesn't mm. need to know that. Yeah. All right. All she knows is that her legs are strong. It makes yeah. her a strong person. So daily affirmations, um, I surround her with beautiful images of Black people. And from mm-hmm. the day she was born, Every night we have the same routine, and it's African videos, Caribbean videos, cartoons. She sees kids that are having fun, that are smart, that are playing, and I try to normalize that for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I say out loud, you know, your hair is so curly, and what you can do with it is unlimited. It is unlimited, literally, which gets with yeah. your hair. Yeah. And that's so. And she's only three so most of the time she's not even getting what i'm saying yeah. she doesn't get what i'm saying but i'm just planting these seeds so that the day somebody tells her something she's able to say oh no i love my legs they're super exactly strong. yeah know, they're super you know so yeah. we can only try to build confident beautiful black beings and just equip them with as much as we can but they decide what they want to do with those tools later that's on. it that's it. And that's
1: all you can do as parents. Yeah. 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 I remember my parents, they would always try to instill that I was beautiful and I was smart. I was this and that. But for me personally, when I started elementary school, all that went out the window because it was surrounded by a whole bunch of white kids that were confused as to why I look different from them and why I look different from my mom. Since I'm mixed in, I'm a light skin mixed right. girl and my mom's so darker skin. They're like, Oh, that's your mom. Why? And so <laughs> No matter what my parents said to build me up, that school environment brought it down. And all of those lessons that I'd learned went out the window. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a fear too. And I'm trying to get Amaya to keep that, keep that sense of confidence, keep that sense of pride in herself and not let people bring her down. So I guess time will tell. We do our best as parents and uh, yep. time will tell, I guess. Hopefully we'll have an episode where we we'll are like, guys, how did you do? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> exactly. So uh, what do you guys think that, uh, your, that factors your uh, body image? What influences your body image? Would you say that it's mostly your family, your partner, uh, social media? What do you think fuels your, your body image?
2: Well, for myself, I'm too old for social media. Like I I honestly <laughs> I'm don't count yourself years old. out, Westland. No, but honestly, it, it didn't have that predominant place in my life growing right. up. Right. In these uh, definitive like, like in these years that define who you become, right. I didn't have that. So it never had a major influence on me. Mm-hmm. I think my environment did a lot. So who who was around me, who I saw? I was lucky enough to go to a school where we heard we were a few black people, and mm-hmm. we had like the cool factor, so a lot of people like you put one 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 black person with fifty white people and all fifty white people start saying yo yo that 's what it was <laughs> we We were the influencers, so mm-hmm. we still had to deal with a lot of stuff, but i didn 't feel. I, I, we were never set aside. It wasn't aggressive, so I didn't have a totally negative experience growing up. And I was lucky enough to have a circle of people that kind of looked like me. Mm-hmm. So what that did for me is, even though my circle has many different colors and shapes, it kind of normalized the different, the difference, and the different beauty between individuals. Mm-hmm. So I was always tall and skinny but i had friends that were short and lighter i had friends that were bigger and darker i had friends that were white and skinny so that circle that just the whole idea of diversity in your life it makes you more aware of difference and you're still able to appreciate i was able to love each of my friends even Mm -hmm. though they look different so that for me influenced my own body image because i saw how different everybody was Mm -hmm. i didn't have social media Mm -hmm. i didn't have um, these things being injected in my brain constantly right. that I had to benchmark myself against. All I had was my environment back then. So mm-hmm. that, that's why I say, f- and like right now at my age, like really social media can't do much to change. <laughs> right. Like not now. Right. So for me, cause I'm probably older than both of you. Well, yeah, I'm definitely older than both of you guys. <laughs> for me, it was really my family. It was my environment. It was, um it was nothing that the outside world really provided me because in school we didn't talk about it on tv i didn't see myself uh in stores i couldn't find makeup or anything that made me feel pretty but i knew pretty people that all looked different so it kind of normalized the idea that my body image being different was still normal
3: Mm
1: Michelle, how about
0: you? Um, let's. Okay. I'm gonna have to say because I think we were just um, growing into the whole social media, so I can't say it was social media per se. Mm-hmm. Because when when what Facebook hit, it was what 2003. 2006
1: maybe so i think yeah it was more 2006 yeah so we were
0: we're the era that's kind of growing into the whole social media aspect so i can't say it was social media now what influenced my body image i'm going to say definitely family members um and their perception on what was beautiful Mm -hmm. so that and then also maybe going to school and seeing um who was considered attractive right so right. seeing your peers date for example girls who are either white or um asian um but not really seeing any um blacks date like i can't for the life of me think like when, when i was at riverdale um black couples like i just can't it's not coming to my head right now yeah um but i did see you know maybe the black guys were date white girls or asian girls um so seeing that definitely influenced me to think okay maybe that's what's considered beautiful or maybe they like uh, a slender body type Mm -hmm. um um, and then with family members you know sometimes it's the you'd get comments like oh you should you know kind of slim up you know you're getting you're eating too much those those kind of i call them the side eye comments Mm -hmm. um comments that are really not necessary and they don't need they don't do anything but um enforce a different um like a, a slender bo- body image, but I would definitely say those were de- uh, the two things that affected my views or influenced my body image in terms of family member. Yeah. I was either, you know, a lot of the times it would be, I'm too, I'm gained too much weight, lose some weight. Um, and on the peers. And I don't really think there's mu- nothing much that I could do because if you're seeing somebody of the same complexion as you date somebody of a different color of you, well, I can't change the color of my skin.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, everyone can argue that, (laughs) but I don't have the funds to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm able to be realistic and I just kind of let things go. I never cried over it or anything. I was just like, well, it is what it is.
1: That's good. And not everybody's able to do that. So that's pretty impressive. And you know what's funny? I didn't
0: have parents who were like, oh, you're beautiful and da-da-da-da, and you're beautiful. Like, they didn't enforce it. Like, I would hear it a lot from my mom, mm-hmm. but they weren't the ones to, like, reinforce it or it would just be, like, a comment coming here or there. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, I would say those were the two
1: ones that influenced
0: me. Okay, yeah.
1: I don't know, I feel like I kind of agree with you. For me too it's like my family and my peers seeing what was because I remember in elementary school even having crushes on little boys, and they never had crushes on me. They always had crushes on the other girl. Even this little black boy that I liked, he wanted to be with this white girl. And I was just like, oh, okay. So when I was in elementary school, you could not tell me otherwise. I wanted to be white. I wanted blonde hair. I wanted blue eyes. I just wanted to be acceptable as far as I was concerned. Mm -hmm. So I just felt so different and like, oh, okay, well the skin that I'm in is not good. So what would I, cause I had in my head, well, when I get pu- when I reach puberty and I get older, I'm going to look different. So I built this image in my head of what I'm going to look like, what my woman body or what my older body is going to look like. And it was so unrealistic because like you said, you can't change certain things about yourself. I can't change my hair. I can't change my face. I can't change, I can't change these things. It's not going to happen. So when I got older and what I looked like didn't jive with what I had created in my head, that discrepancy really affected my self-esteem, even though I created that for myself. And even like for my family, seeing my mom's body growing up, because my mom has really big boobs. And I was always like, wow, I want big boobs. Like when I get older, I'm going to have such big boobs. And then puberty hit and my <laughs> boob was like, nope, <laughs> that's not for you. <laughs> not going to be today. Maybe another time. And so I remember feeling so self conscious about my boobs. And to be honest with you guys, I felt self conscious about my boobs up until I got pregnant with my daughter because they were never to the standard that I'd held for myself. So after I had my daughter, my boobs got bigger and now I have big boobs. And I'm like, oh, finally, you see? But that's stupid. I should have been okay with what I had before. But because I had this idea of what I was going to look like because I saw my mom. I wasn't happy with whatever I had, even though it wasn't small, it just wasn't what I wanted. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's funny how those things can affect like family. Like my mom never said anything. My mom never mentioned anything about boobs and like pressure, or whatever, but just seeing that and being like, yep, that's what I want. I want those boobs. I want that hair. I want this. And building an image that I was putting that negativity on myself and setting myself up for failure at a later date, unknowingly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I'm just glad that I didn't have social media back then because it would have been even harder. For a lot of us, it'd probably be a little bit of an issue. Yeah, it really would have. But uh, like you were saying, Weston, about um, who were you talking about? You said there was somebody on Instagram that you follow that you want your daughter to follow. Uh, Uh, The woman from How to Get Away with Murder. What's her name? Viola Viola Davis. Davis. Yes, Viola Davis. Um so she is somebody who is positive on social media and there are people that are positive uh they show but they talk about body positivity and all of that on social media. So who do you guys see on social media or celebrities whatever who are positive when they talk about body image?
2: For me there's I again, I'm not the big Instagram user there, yeah. but I love Ashley Graham.
3: Mm-hmm. I, love,
2: yeah. I love the image that she portrays. I love the fact that she is comfortable She or she gives out the impression that she's comfortable. I'm sure there's things she doesn't like about herself. There's could be her left eyebrow. It could be her nose. <laughs> it could be whatever, but she gives this confidence that's usually associated with a skinny blonde girl, mm-hmm. you know? And there's also this, I don't know, she's a health person or a body fitness person, but her name is, um, Anoa Ja okay. um, on Instagram. She okay. is 238 pounds of solid black fitness. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow. she, she is proud. She shares her workout routine. She started her, her own ELF video line. She, she's a strong person, and her body type, minus the muscles, reminds me of myself. Mm hmm. She mm. she has very strong thighs. She it, it, She's a beautiful woman to look at, but she's not the typical beauty that you see.
3: Right. So I would
2: say these two women kind of reinforce uh, the beauty in difference, in being different, but mm-hmm. still pure beauty when I look at them. Yeah,
3: that's
2: good. Mm. more people like that.
0: I don't know if it would be considered beauty because I'm all for being beautiful, but I also love a woman who can just be sexy in the skin that she's in. And so I'm going to have to say Liza
2: Obama.
3: She
0: she is like a different level of beauty, like Nirvana level of beauty. <laughs> so I do believe like from what she did in the White House when she was the first lady, she did do a lot of um, positive eating, uh, positive Things like healthy eating, mm-hmm. getting fit and exercising. So yeah. I will definitely say Michelle Obama yeah. is a good one. But in terms of like, this is it. This is what you're going to get. This is my body and I love it. I'm definitely going to say Lizzo because wow, that yeah. girl. I'm, hey girl.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey
0: girl. <laughs> I am not even the same body type as her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she has so much confidence, mm-hmm. Um, she's a plus size girl. Um, she's a singer, I guess. Yeah. I I don't know if it's singer rapper or both, (laughs) um, sing rap, I'll call it. Um, but she, (laughs) she, she's that she's in the entertainment industry. And if you've ever seen her music video, or if you've ever seen her perform the outfits that she's wearing is something like you'd probably see Cardi B wear or, Mm -hmm lady gaga Red. and you remember these are more slender ladies and she's on more of a heavier front and mm-hmm. i say girl if you comfortable in it you do that you mm-hmm. rock it and mm-hmm. it seems as though whenever i see her she's very much like this is me this is how i am and i love me um whether you see her on um, instagram or i have her on tiktok um she seems to be very comfortable in her skin and i really i like that you know mm-hmm. especially because you know heavy girls kind of get a little bit of a rap
3: yeah
0: right uh, for being heavy and but heavy girls can be attractive too listen i've seen some really gorgeous looking heavy girls i mm-hmm. follow a lot of yeah. good looking heavy have heavy girls on instagram too they know how to rock it
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know so i definitely would say lizzo is my um
1: body positive
0: yeah. image person yeah yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) i agree with you on that one she's unapologetically herself yeah it's and it's pretty interesting to see and it's cool for i always think about for little girls because i always think about what impacted me as a girl i'm like it's cool that little girls can see somebody like her and be like yes girl i'm gonna be like her when i grow up you know (laughs) for me it's this actress i don't know if you guys know her um she's from the good place i think it's called um her name is jamila jamil and uh, mm. she founded um, an instagram page it was called iway and it just started out she said that she wanted to create a radically inclusive space on social media because she was fed up of seeing the kardashians and the the face photos and you know all of that stuff where people were putting out false images of themselves so mm. she wanted to put out people that looked like people <laughs> the people that had stretch marks and right. and, and all of these quote unquote flaws um, that were just normal. Mm -hmm. So, and she, she always fights back against that uh, idea that you have to look picture perfect and follow the, uh, body trends that are happening right now. So for me, I like to follow her Instagram page because, um, it always kind of brings me back to reality because I see a lot of stuff on my feed that makes me feel bad about myself. I'll see things, Oh, look at her. She has this hair or look at her body or look at her butt or look at this. And then I'll scroll onto Jamila Jamil's and I'm like, Oh yeah, look at that woman. She's beautiful. And she looks, she's, she's normal. She looks like me and that could be beautiful too. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to see. And she Jamila Jamil, by the way, she's not a, a big girl. She's. you would look at her and you'd be like, okay, that's the, like, not skinny, but like petite woman. So you think that she wouldn't be crusading for that kind of uh, environment on social media, but she really wants to make sure that everybody feels good about themselves because she knows how damaging it can be, especially for kids today on social media, seeing all of these fake bodies and fake Mm -hmm. faces and all of that. So for me she's a big one. And then another one that I just recently was like, oh okay girl was Katy Perry. I don't know if you guys saw the picture that she posted a couple days ago of her post baby body because she just gave birth not too long ago. Oh,
0: she had the baby already. Yeah
1: she had the baby and she posted a picture of herself like five days postpartum in her underwear like her maternity those big old underwear that you wear after you give birth and in uh this um, breast pump bra and her hair was all messy and her makeup is obviously non-existent. And she posted as this is my life. My hair and makeup is by uh, exhaustion. My clothes are by Medela, my underwear, by whatever. And it was just like, this is what you look like when you give birth to a baby five days ago, as opposed to those women that you see snap back bodies five days postpartum and they're all skinny. It's right. like, that's not realistic. So don't put those images out there making it seem like that's what you're supposed to look like after you give birth to a baby. Mm-hmm. So I was impressed to see that Katy Perry actually put a little bit of reality into that postpartum oh, I that. period. I have to definitely take a look at um, that picture. Yeah, no, I was, I was really surprised because she looked like the kind of person that would post those snapback body. So when I saw that, <laughs> I was like, Oh, Okay, this I'm gonna follow your uh, your motherhood now and see what it's gonna be like because you seem like the kind of person who's gonna tell the truth and show another one the is real Pink. side.
2: When you mention Katie Perry, it reminds me of Pink.
3: She's mm. also very mm-hmm.
2: she's also very real, very yeah. transparent, very honest about the reality of being a mom and yeah. going through your periods and going through. So she's another one that that generates posit- positive positive. Positive body images yeah. through everything that she's dealing with.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: that's true. I forgot
1: about that. I just saw a post recently where she was surfing, and she goes, "I know that's why God gave me these thunder thighs." Really <laughs> was <want to laughs> surf. I'm like, "Yes, girl, go ahead and tell everybody that." So yeah, that is cool. That's a good one. I didn't think about that.
2: If you have a chance, I fell on this page. It's a local Quebec. Uh, instagram person Mm -hmm. i don't know if she's a celebrity i don't know if she's famous Mm -hmm. but her name is very shocking it's la grosse qui fait des vidéos very nice okay (laughs) it was a little shocking her content is fascinating Mm -hmm. she's very polarizing she's very pretty she's very you know she's very full and she is confident she mm-hmm. speaks up on subjects that are real to me. She speaks about Justin Trudeau. She speaks about stuff that's happening in Quebec, in Montreal. And then you see this, like she has a video of her dancing in her underwear. And I was like, girl, you go, girl. I'm mm. actually watching it right now. <laughs> it is Wow, girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I fell on her page and that's so not my type, but I had to write her a message. And I said, okay, I'm following you. Hey, <laughs> um, You go, girl. Uh, This level of confidence, but she's also super smart. She's also very opinionated. Mm -hmm. She's very vocal about what she believes in. To me, that's beauty. Yeah,
1: yeah. I have to agree with you on that one. Yep. And um, yeah, going back to uh, Katy Perry, my, my new fave for now. Um, showing that side of herself postpartum, I was kind of like, oh, cool, because everybody else is showing those snapback bodies, like I was saying. So for you guys, when you had your daughter, or your babies, because Michelle, you got two, you have a little announcement, bro. Um, did you how did you handle the pressure to snap back, or did you feel pressure to snap back after baby after seeing all these people snap back?
2: And I say snap back with quotes. <laughs> okay, so. Just to let you know, I didn't even know what Snapback was. That's how uncool, how uncool I am. The second thing that makes me very uncool on this conversation, I don't have a TikTok page. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I heard you guys speak about TikTok. I don't do no TikTok. <laughs> so Snapback, I had to read up and figure out what Snapback was, is not something I... Well, my my situation was particular because I was very sick when I was pregnant. Right. I actually lost a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. So I think I was the skinniest I had been since high school when I got pregnant. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was tiny, 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 tiny. I think I lost around 42 pounds. Oh, my goodness. In my pregnancy. So um, I think and now my body is exactly what it was before getting sick so nobody would know that I was pregnant or not because I look like I did before so I think for me it definitely was easier to fit in a lot of my clothes you know Mm -hmm. but I didn't have nobody said anything about going back or or I had never heard the term snap back so for me I see it. I see it on Instagram. I see the worry. I, I have friends that tell me they don't want to wreck their body because right. they don't want to have kids because it will wreck their body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I wear those stretch marks with pride. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like. So now, you know, I don't have stretch marks or anything because I lost so much weight. But I have a huge scar. Mm-hmm. So I had to get a C-section, and it was not a. It was not the bikini cut. It was from bottom up. So I have a very, very, very large car. I wear that with a lot of pride because a human, a human was made. So mm-hmm. kind of lost, we lost perspective on the important thing about pregnancy, which is bringing, you know, bringing to this earth a healthy baby. That's true. And we, we focus pregnancy on what post-pregnancy is yeah. going to look like. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Just, yeah. So no i would have dared somebody to tell me anything about snapping back (laughs) okay
3: okay (laughs) i almost wanted to
2: see what she would be like in my family like who is she gonna
0: tell off in my family (laughs) (laughs) who's it gonna be today um for me um there was pressure so the so i have two kids and the first one it was um it, there was pressure to snap back because the way I looked when I met my partner, I wanted him to still desire me. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get back or get relatively close to that, that shape.
2: But Michelle, um, sorry to cut you off. Did you put that pressure on you? Or- I did.
0: Okay. I put that pressure okay. on me. There was nobody who was putting that pressure on me but okay. myself. Okay. Right. Um, and then I was always haunted. Facebook does this thing where it haunts you. Okay. And it reminds you of things that happened four, Ugh. five, three years ago. <laughs> oh <my> and Facebook <laughs> um, was like, hey, girl, look at you four years ago. <laughs> you're like, okay, no pressure, mm-hmm. uh, more pressure. Um, so I, when I had my daughter, it was pressure that I put on myself to snap back on top of that my best friend was getting married so it was like okay Mm -hmm. i need to snap back and need to come hard because we're getting uh my best friend's getting married and i need to look good um and the reason why i wanted to snap back also for the wedding is because i didn't want to be heavy for the wedding our dresses were not bought they were custom made Okay, so the pieces were made to fit your body and I wanted to lose the weight so that it would, you know, fit my body. So a lot of (laughs) things were happening that year. It was my best friend's wedding, my partner's mom's birthday, and I'm like, you know what, I just want to, you know, snap back. And I did. I snapped back to what I think I got back to my pre-baby body Mm -hmm. and I was really happy with that. And but here's the thing, I I kind of made it a goal. I didn't make it a like a lifelong thing. Right. To continue Mm -hmm. to eat healthy. Cause once I got my goal, I was like, all right, I reached my goal. And then it was like back to eating. Give me the pizza. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then I just managed to gain back the weight that I lost. Yeah. Yeah. With my second now, um, yeah i do see it and a lot and this time i will say social media has definitely impacted me Mm -hmm. i had a baby around the same time as cassie so cassie is p diddy's ex girlfriend not Mm -hmm. even i I can't even say wife uh (laughs) girlfriend ex-girlfriend um she ended up leaving diddy and met another guy and they had a baby together they got married and i saw maybe about a month or two ago She posted a picture about her snapped back Mm -hmm. um, and how she's thanking her husband for that snap back. And I'm thinking to myself, why can't I do this? (laughs) I feel as though the second time was harder. The first time I felt was a little bit more easier. Maybe I was just more determined. This time, now that I have two kids, it's a little bit more harder. I've got a four-year-old and almost one-year-old. So I do find that you know carving the little bit of time to exercise is hard. I'm trying to eat better, but covid hasn't helped. I just snack on everything. Um and I do get the comments sometimes, you know like yeah, you know the little I call them, like I said, the side-eyed comments. <laughs> um oh, you you're, you're getting a little bit of weight. Um yeah you don't want to keep that on you because it's, wow. you, know, you know I get those comments and I don't get them from my partner luckily I have a great partner he's never said anything about my weight um, but I get them from few people, people in my circle um, and norm- I have thick skin so I could take con- uh, constructive criticism or just people being snarky um, so when they usually make these comments I'm like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. and I can keep it going Mm. um but um I would say the first time I did put a lot of pressure to snap back second time I want to (laughs) lose the weight again. I want to kind of get back to what I was um but because I um I'm recovering from birth I'm still recovering from birth um I have to delay or not do any type of exercise yet i have to wait yeah. until i fully recovered um before going down there so
1: all right yeah it's not it's not easy and it's like you had two different experiences with those two children just with your body alone yeah. so learning to understand your body and be patient with your body is not easy yeah. i remember same thing for me when i had my oh my goodness i put so much pressure on myself and i was just waiting for the okay from my OB <laughs> to go back to the gym. I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, give me. So when I went for my, um, the postpartum uh, appointment, I asked, can I work out? She's like, yeah, I was Like, great. I'd <laughs> already been searching for a personal trainer. I'm like, yes, I contacted the person. I spent so much money, you guys. Yeah, I believe it. I went, I got the gym membership. I paid for the personal trainer, whatever. And I remember my first day I was like, yes, like I'm going to, I told her I'm going to be working out three to five days a week. I'm real. I'm a hundred percent in this because I had been seeing, uh, Tiana Taylor. Oh God. And I was like, look at her body. I, I could be like that. I could do that. She could do that. Psh, I could do that. Right. So I, um, got the personal trainer and I, uh, <laughs> the first, the first session that I had with her, I said, yeah, go hard on me. It's okay. she went so hard that when I got back home I kid you not guys I couldn't walk up to the front door okay (laughs) my legs were not they were broken already and I passed out on the couch I walked in put myself down sat on the couch (sighs) I was out out for a couch and my mom because my daughter was my mom my mom was trying to wake me up so that I could feed her because I was breastfeeding and my mom couldn't get me to wake up Because I was so tired. So after that, I was like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen because I was pretty (laughs) active before I had my daughter. So I thought I would just snap back into that reality, but nope. So the second session, I was like, oh, guess what? Uh, You're going to need to calm down a little bit because my body is not handling that. Like I can't do it. And then my trainer told me, yeah, well, you know, I have a friend who had a baby and she was able to go right back into how it was. So yeah, you're able, you're able to do it. So we're going to continue training like that. So she trained me hard again. And I went back and I just felt so discouraged because I was like, well, she's saying that another woman could do it and that I should be able to do it. And mind you, this trainer never had a child. So she's just talking about an experience from one person. And I knew that, but for some other reason, I took what she said as scripture and I'm like, yeah, so everybody can do this and you can't, you suck. And I was so discouraged. I stopped going to the gym. So I ended up wasting all that money because I never took any more sessions with her. I never went to the gym to work out on my own or I did, but just very sporadically. And so I didn't, the thought of working out to me was so negative. A thing that I liked to do before having my daughter, I didn't want to do. I was so scared to do because it was like, I suck. I can't do this. So because I was breastfeeding, the weight started to come off pretty quickly. Thankfully, Thankfully, I was happy at the time. And then as soon as I was done breastfeeding, the weight just came right back on. And it continued to climb for years because she's four and I'm only starting to lose the weight now. Mm -hmm. So that pressure of snapback body from social media, from putting it on myself and then from the trainer, it was just so much. It was just like the perfect storm for me to just end up, gaining weight and feeling discouraged and the weight feeling like I was so fat in my head when in reality, no, I'm not fat. I wouldn't be considered like overweight, but I was overweight for me. Um, that affected my confidence and my self-esteem drastically because Mm -hmm. I was just like, look, look at you. You can't look at you. Not only are you the size that you are not used to being, but you can't even get yourself to go back to how you used to be. Like you suck, mm. you know. So for me, that was it was a big hit on my self esteem. And for me, weight really affects my body positivity. How I feel about myself is directly affected to my weight. So I was wondering if you guys experience the same issue.
2: Hmm. First, I don't. I don't think so. Not myself. Uh, for me, it's my skin. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've always had, you know, acne free skin, you know, so for me, my skin affects my body image Mm -hmm. and there's periods of the year where my skin don't look good. Mm -hmm. It just, it doesn't want to cooperate. So Mm -hmm. my body has changed so much over the years and my friends are still my friends. My family's still my family.
3: Yeah.
2: My husband still loves me. Yeah. Nothing I, changes. I, I still feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, my job didn't fire me. <laughs> so I realized that this importance, it really doesn't change much in the grand spectrum of things. It doesn't impact anything in my life. I'm not on a, you know, I'm not on magazine covers where my livelihood depends on the right. way that I look. Yeah, nothing yeah. in my life depends on the way that I look. Nothing. So, I I feel like my self-confidence understood that. And no, my self-confidence is not necessarily impacted by the way that my body looks, but the way that my skin looks, that, yeah, Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. I will,
2: I've always loved makeup. I love makeup, but I also Mm -hmm. love not wearing makeup. Right. I don't think I'll, I would be confident not wearing makeup when my skin is really not doing good. And so, yeah, I think my, more than my weight or the way that I look, what, what my sk- the way my skin acts has impacted me more than anything else.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm gonna say that too.
2: It's definitely my skin. I, like you,
0: I suffered from acne. I still suffer from it, but it seems to be a lot less than what it was in the teenage days. Um, I do remember my confidence was really hit when acne started for me. Um, so I would definitely say my skin, but I am a person that I'm confident in my own skin as well as I'm confident in being all dolled up. Like Mm -hmm. I just have that confidence. Um, because I mean, this is just me. I don't wear makeup every day. Not me either. I don't. I just don't have the time for it. I It's a lot of work. I'm that kind of person who beats my face with makeup. It's not um, foundation. I, no, beats, contour, <laughs> um, concealer, foundation, lash. Like I go all out. And just to do that every day, first of all, that's not good for your skin. And already yeah. I, I'm having skin issues. Um, so I'm not going to do that every day. Second of all, it just kind of feeds into the fact that maybe you don't have enough self-confidence when it comes to being in your skin, Mm -hmm. you need to be comfortable in your own skin. Cause let's say the beauty industry falls off tomorrow. Can you look at yourself in the mirror? Be okay with what you see? Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you can't, then there's a problem there. Right. And I'm very confident with just, you know, I wake up and I go to work and I don't wear makeup. I might, you know, doll myself up once or twice because I feel like putting makeup on, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be my go-to for everything. And that's the way that I'm going to feel good. Right. 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 Um, but my, my skin definitely was the dictate. So before I was introduced to makeup, I didn't know anything about makeup. Um, I was doing everything I can to just get perfect skin. And I, my acne was primarily on the cheek area. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I did everything from proactive to all of that. So I wouldn't say, because I'm, I can't really say weight, because I haven't hit a weight where I'm just like, where I consider myself heavy. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm considering myself, um, I consider myself thick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and thick as in right now. So I don't consider myself heavy. Maybe if I was heavy, I would say, yes, weight would play an issue. Right. So I can't say no. I would definitely not say weight is a, a tell all and all situation, but I would definitely say my skin. If my skin is not acting up, um, acting accordingly,
1: then it does take a hit to my self confidence. Mm
3: hmm. Mm hmm.
1: That's so interesting hearing you guys talk about that because I'm experiencing acne issues like right now. I'm experiencing them in the past couple of months because um, I've polycystic ovarian syndrome. So my hormones have been all out of whack. So all of a sudden I've developed like high school level acne. And Mm. although it does make me feel down when I really like look at myself in the mirror in the morning or whatever I don't find that it affects my day-to-day and if you guys were to see me now like I have visible like and they're dark those they're the cystic acne so it's like deep under your skin yeah all on my chin and everything but for some unknown reason it doesn't affect me like that like I don't I don't lose sleep about it. I don't, I don't see somebody and say, oh my goodness, oh, I hope they're not noticing my, my you know, the acne. But um, it does take a little bit of a hit on my confidence, but I wouldn't say that it does drastically. But for me, it's the weight. And I wouldn't consider myself a heavyset girl, but just like I said, it goes back to this image that I built up of what I should look like when I was in elementary school, high school, and that how I'm not meeting that image, it's still affecting me to this day. And I'm in my thirties, so if I gain five pounds, ten pounds, whatever, I'm I'm gonna feel like I'm the biggest person in the whole wide world. And oh, look at me! But in reality, it's like look at yourself in the mirror. You're not that big.
3: Right. Like why are you
1: complaining? But for some unknown reason, that will really ruin my whole day. Like even recently, I lost weight um, because I've been eating better and exercising and all that, but. I still have those days where I'm bloated because I'm going to get my period or I had too much sugar or dairy or whatever. And with the polycystic ovarian syndrome, it it doesn't allow you to lose weight that easily. So I'll just get bloated all of a sudden.
3: Mm. And so
1: yesterday I was feeling good because I'm like, Ooh, look at me look in the mirror. Oh yeah. I'm looking cute. And then today I woke up bloated and all day long, I was like, Oh, look at you sitting down looking at the roll and like oh uh, uh, and that affects my self-esteem even though mm-hmm. i know it's just bloke it's not even real fat right so it's interesting the acne that you
0: situation that. though for you brit was it a situation that you've always had this as an issue or this has become recent
1: this i had acne in high school but it was like normal teenage acne okay um i'm only now getting this cystic acne i never had this kind of Acne before, before which is the surface level. You get the white heads You could put some uh okay. So like the typical
0: one here or there, not like a full blown face.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. that's what I, that's what I was getting, you know. And now it's like I have a lot. <laughs> I have a lot. You cannot unsee them to the point where like my daughter is like what's that a lot? Oh, what's that? You have a bobo? You have a bobo on your face. leave it up to kids bobo. to
0: point it out. Eh? <laughs>
1: <Always>. <laughs> you could be feeling cute and they're like, Oh, why is your stomach squishy? Or Maya <laughs> will say to me sometimes, do you have a baby in your belly? I'm like, I'm just bloated. Shut up. It's so rude. <laughs> All these people. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's funny to hear your guys' perspective on your skin and your weight, how your weight doesn't affect you, but your skin does. When my skin doesn't affect me, but my weight does.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just not at that point where I'm thinking, oh, I'm fat. I do, I do think I, I gained weight. I mean, it's normal. You get, you had a baby in you for nine months, and yeah. you, you, yeah, ate a little bit more to feed baby. Um, but I, I just didn't really see. Like, I just wanted to get, I just wanted to get back what I had. You know and i don't know why i want that i just felt like i was like oh you're so cute looking at your pictures just look at that mm-hmm. you know i just kind of want to get back yeah. to that mm-hmm. um is it realistic probably not is it attainable maybe but um that's just something that i personally want for myself
1: yeah
0: um am I going to be upset if I don't get back to them? I might be a little bit disappointed, but I don't think I'll like really like, ah, oh, Michelle, shame on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kind of situation. But I think right now, like when I, even though I'm not, I am not doing any type of weight loss or anything, like I could still put on some clothes. I'm like, mm, girl, yes. <laughs> yes. You look good. You know, I could still say that about myself. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. You go, girl. Good for you. I need to be more like you and Weslin. All right. That's why I'm talking to you guys. I need to learn, educate myself. But uh, my next question for you guys was about the Kardashians, because I know Wesley, you don't go on Instagram that much, but I go on Instagram, unfortunately for me, I need to stop that. Um, and I see a Kardashians always promoting skinny tea and like appetite suppressant lollipops and things like that so what are your guys thoughts on uh, celebrities like the Kardashians that do things like that that promote those terrible products it's terrible yeah
2: Yeah. it's terrible it's it's I don't know I don't know if they're paid I don't know if they're sponsored by those companies I don't know if it's because in their eyes it's they're showing us the only way to be beautiful, but I don't want to be in that cage. I'm not interested in being in your, in fitting in your definition of pretty. When I look at you, I feel like if we blow, it's all going to fall apart. It's all just going to disassemble and fall apart.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm not, but I know that people look at her and they emulate that and they want that. And she's, she's that standard of beauty now. And I don't know. I have a lot of issues with, with, with the way she looks being that standard, and the way she got there through surgery and through these what are we showing the kids? What are you showing your kids yeah. Yeah. inside our home? Is she is she giving them different values? And this is only a publicity stunt. I know. So okay. does it mean that we have to do a better job with our kids? Because I, I don't like it. I don't like it. You're given a platform. You have millions of followers you have a lot of power in the media and that's what you're going to do with it that's going to be your legacy yeah uh no i think it's very very sad very very sad and like freedom of speech the woman can do what she wants so my job will be to make sure my daughter understands that this woman's perspective is not the ultimate beauty that she should want to achieve
3: yeah
1: yeah. Agreed. How about you, Mish? Um
0: So here's the thing. Kim Kardashian, when she first came out, you have to see what she looked like when she first came out. hmm And then you have to see what she looks like now. Now you need to put those two pictures together and say, Is that the same person?
3: Either she drank, <laughs> she drank a, a lot, lot of, of tea. <laughs> tea- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or something is not right and mm-hmm. this is where I, I want people to kind of think if people can alter themselves to make them look like what they are now do you really think these tummy tea things is the ultimate like there's deception happening here
3: yeah
0: right if I could deceive you by changing my looks you don't think I'm going to deceive you with these teas and these I don't know trick trumped up exercises and weight losses mm-hmm um i'm i feel it well, i don't feel it. i know because i do a lot of um research into this i know that these tummy teas don't work i know that they're getting sponsors i For know sure. that they're getting paid to do this yes. and you just have to um use your brain when it comes to these types of things right mm-hmm. a lot of people have said they don't work they've tried it, it doesn't work and yeah. I, I i believe it because mm-hmm. it's a gimmick. This is how they get paid. You guys have to remember they, at the end of the day, them, themselves, the Kardashian clan, Kim, Courtney, whoever, they are a brand yeah. and yeah, yeah. they need to make money. And if flat tummy T comes to Kim Kardashian and says, hey, I'm going to pay you a million dollars every time you post about flat tummy T, I bet you 10 bucks she's going to talk about flat tummy T right. to yep. make that money. Yep. we know what you need to do in order for you to lose weight period eat well exercise That's there's right. no cutting i don't like when people are like oh, i'm just gonna do this and i'm gonna get it. i'm gonna get what i want first of all there's no there's no um story of people losing weight off of flat tummy tea. Mm-hmm. everyone who says that that i've known that i've done it has said it was garbage it doesn't work
3: yeah
0: um if you eat well and you exercise you'll get results now if you don't think that they don't do other things because yes you can lose weight and exercise but you might have a little bit of a, a pouch a little bit of extra skin That's you don't right. think that they might go and get a little nip and a tuck here
3: absolutely
0: right they're there at the end of the day they are a brand and in order for them to make money they need to use that money to invest in their appearances Mm-hmm. so whether that 's makeup whether that 's cosmetic surgery whether that 's botox mm-hmm. that 's what they're doing in order to continue a check so in terms of these flat tummy teeth um, or or whatever you want to call them yeah. um, they, 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 they're, they're just they' they're money grabs
3: yeah
0: they 're yeah. there to grab your money and they 're going to profit off of you if you believe in it if you really want um to lose weight, you know what you need to do. You're just
1: trying to find an easy way out. Exactly. Exactly. Most people don't want to put the work in to get the results. They just want some quick fix yeah. of like, "Hey, let me just drink this. I can st- continue to eat poorly for breakfast." And crap for lunch and whatever, all of my stuff, and I'm not going to move because, ugh, exercise. I don't want to sweat, right. but I can drink this tea like 20 times a day, and I'm going to lose that weight. Like, no, no, that doesn't make any sense. It's a gimmick. And also keep in mind, um, let's say
0: they're not 100 percent perfect. So let's say they, you know, they are doing the the Botox and all that sort of stuff. There's also another um, evil out there, and it's called Photoshop. Mm-hmm. So yep. um a lot of their things are photoshopped as well. Everything pretty much, yeah. I think. You know, um, the way they're maybe some of them, I don't know, maybe some of them have their bums um photoshopped so that it looks perfect. Yeah. Their jawline to look flawless. Yeah. You know, so you need people need to be a little bit realistic. Yeah. You know, um, these flat tummy teas are these appetite suppressant, um I, again, and I don't want anyone coming for me. These are just the <laughs> stories that I've heard. They don't work. I've yet to meet somebody to say, yes, I lost X amount of weight using these weight loss things or these hunger suppressant things. Yeah. If that happens, please message me and <laughs> let me know. Right. But from what I've heard or from what
2: people are telling me, they've just wasted their money. Yeah. But I, I do know people that have used weight suppressant pills and it worked. Okay. But, but as soon as you stop taking them pills, you gained yeah. it back. Yeah. You gained the weight back. Okay. So I do it's know. It's a temporary have, solution. Yeah, exactly. So I, I know people for whom it worked, but these people are not influencing millions of kids.
1: Yes so that's the key thing yeah
2: that's that's really my problem so you want to try teas you want to try this you want to try that you really feel like changing your body is going to change the way you feel about yourself you're not dealing with the root cause yeah you're not looking at the root cause you're just fixing one of the symptoms so fine whether it's tea or pills or whatever fine but they're using this to make a financial profit mm-hmm. while influencing millions of other kids. Right. And people deal with this so differently. Some people will go to the extreme. Other people will go through the pressures and that's the impact. I find it terrible for money. You're, you're ruining souls. You're yes. ruining people. that I find that terrible. Yeah.
1: It's so damaging what yeah. they're doing. They think they're just making some money in the bank. Yeah, yeah, you're making some money in the bank and you're taking down a lot of young girls, especially with that.
2: And how can you sleep at night? They'll argue it's not their fault. And that's where we come in as parents. That's where we come in as educators. That's where we come in as members of a community to reinforce the positive aspects of our kids and to, to remind them of what's really important because she can argue that it's, it's her right.
1: Yeah, but you know what? It's your right. I feel like you have a responsibility as an influencer that if you want to put yourself out there as the Kardashians do that, we all know they do right They're They have their show and they're always putting stuff on Instagram. When Snapchat was a thing on Snapchat, they're always making sure that they were relevant, right? In social media. If you want to be that present in social media, you have a responsibility to, I think, tell the truth, because like you said, Michelle, you're a brand. You're representing yourself as a brand. Don't sell me any false advertisement because it's going to piss me off because I don't like it when <laughs> I buy something that I see the box, it shows that whatever it is, like the cereal looks so great and it looks so big. and you have all these chocolate chunks and cranberries <laughs> and all this stuff. And then I open it up to these puny little chocolate chips and like one or two cranberries. I'm like, that doesn't look like the box false advertisement. That irritates me. So don't sell the idea that yeah, look at my body. I got like this with uh, flat tummy tea, uh, appetite suppressant lollipops and a uh, freaking skims her like a uh, knockoff Spanx line that, <laughs> that Shana has like, no, you tell the truth. If you want to say that you did that, cause you know what, like you said, Weslin, for some people, I guess it works. Those appetite suppressants, but is it, is it something that's going to be long lasting? Probably not. But if you do that, let's say with eating well, and exercising, maybe it is a long lesson, I don't know. Why don't you say, yeah, I drink this tea, but I also have a personal chef that cooks me Uh, nutritious meals all the time. I watch my calorie intake or whatever it may be. I'm vegan or whatever. And I have a personal trainer that works me out and we do X, Y, Z. And I have a plastic surgeon that's touched up my this, that, and the other thing. Then I could get on board and be like, yeah, that's how you have to operate to make yourself feel good. That's your business. It's not my business. You're being honest though, about how you achieve that and not trying to sell me a product." making me believe or trying to make me believe that I'm going to look like you if I drink some stinking tea.
0: I think it depends on who the individual is. Yeah. Because Cardi B has mentioned that she's gotten work done. Mm-hmm. She said it. She was like, yeah, after I had my daughter, I had work done. Nobody came for her.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I just feel like maybe if it was the Kardashian clan, for example, I do think people would come for them. And I think they would also lose their platform just a little bit
2: because what they're selling is their looks yeah they have no other product well, so <laughs> they've they, they branched to the makeup or whatever i i don't follow uh, um snapchat doesn't exist anymore no it does it's, still- it's oh. not a
1: thing though i don't think oh, right okay. or maybe younger it's kids still I don't know. there
0: for more of the younger generation that's what i was gonna
1: say okay yeah okay.
0: i i mean i have it do i use it no yeah, I, don't I don't use think. the filters
2: oh really sorry sorry for that <laughs> sorry for that si- sidebar thank you for the education <laughs> so you're like wait a second what happened to snapchat <laughs> but i mean um cardi b sells music exactly she, her True. product True. is music True. so she's able to be honest about her looks yeah and well just her personality she's like a cartoon character It's so, like everything <laughs> comes out of her mouth but uh, kim kardashian sells her looks yeah so that's her product she will she, she has to promote things that are going to help maintain and sell that look more so she could get more people that yep. want her to sponsor her stuff. And again, I would argue that the woman can say, no, I'm a business, and talking about my chef is not going to help my business. Make money. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. It might hurt her brand. Yeah. right and i do feel as though maybe she's trying to change that narrative now with her going to law school i think she understands that you know, i also think it's the fact that you know you get older you can't depend on your looks as that's you get right. older that's right right i i don't know is she pushing 40 or is she in her 40s i don't know Pushing 50 i don't know but she's not like a spring chicken she's yeah. You know, she's getting
1: older and I think there's going to come a point where your looks are going to fade. What are you going to yep. have after this? Yep. Well right? that that was her fault. She's building a brand off something that's not going to be long lasting. You can't build a brand on your looks.
0: Right, but once you do build that brand, you have an opportunity to build other or branch off onto others. Yeah, which right? is she's because done, she's right? made the money, now she has the money to change the platform that she's doing. So it might not be looks now. Now you see she's trying to do law school and mm-hmm. she's trying to um we have uh things revisit so people can get out of jail or out of prisons i should say mm-hmm. you know like she's i think she's kind of becoming more aware like my my beauties are not going to last forever i don't know how many times i need to go under the knife or go get a botox like mm-hmm. i don't know so mm-hmm. it's probably like it's a young person's game because we could see kylie's doing that and she's young Right? Um, yeah. I think for Kim, she's starting to realize, okay, I can't do this forever.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but I think as Weslyn was saying, I think it's a situation that um, you, if she mentioned that she did all this work, I think it could hurt her. It could yeah. hurt her brand. Yeah. And right now she has how many kids?
3: Yeah.
0: Five? Four? I don't know. Five, I think five. And, and so the money that she's making is to support The kids as well as her lifestyle
1: and you know their lifestyle so she doesn't want to hurt her pockets
3: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah hurting her pockets but i don't know i agree with what you guys are saying i didn't look at it that way however i have a really hard time being like yeah okay well that's an excuse to continue doing what you're doing or to justify what you've done because you're taking down the self-esteem of a lot of young girls and for kim kardashian specifically because she has children
3: not right.
1: she has so many children and she has north which the i don't know really much but from what i've seen she looks like she's starting to be like her mommy too a little bit too wrapped up in looks and fashion and this and well that.
0: you know i'm i'm not gonna be surprised if her kids come out like her because, yeah yeah you know, So she's saying
1: the apple doesn't fall too far
3: from the exactly. tree exactly
1: so you're going to continue that train of thought and to me <sighs> i would not want kim kardashian as my mom Because if I have self esteem issues now, please. I would have so many self esteem issues (laughs) if Kimberly (laughs) actually was my mom. Forget about it. So, is it worth all that money if you're going to be damaging your children's self esteem and making your children think that looks are everything?
2: Yeah, but then they have options that we don't have. Her daughter will go under the knife. Her daughter will get that surgeon get that nip and tug get if that she wants if, that yeah if she wants that so they're also dealing with their issues on a different level than we are yeah and i don't know what kind of parenting they have inside their house but she could do whatever she wants outside the house if she shields her daughter from that and once we're once they're at home they talk about the real things yeah i hope that's then we're the dumb ones for buying her product yeah yeah right
3: <laughs> Yeah.
2: I don't buy her products. Me
0: either. I follow them. So. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I do follow them and I mainly follow them for the entertainment. I just thought it was so entertaining. Same how like it just felt like a bunch of blonde bimbos, and I was like,
3: ah, this is so funny.
0: <laughs> so um, but when it came to their looks or what they did, I think I've always had my head on my shoulders when it came to them. I knew Um, that's, if society considers that beautiful, great. I'm never going to get that. I'm never going to be on that level. So that's great. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what they're doing, I think at the end of the day, you just have to keep in mind that it's a business. She is a brand Yeah. and it sounds bad, but it's a situation of I'm going to do anything I can to secure the bag.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The woman, she's a businesswoman, like her, don't like her. You have to respect her gangster. She she sells nothing. She has air. She's she's promoting, she has nothing. She has (laughs) 200 million followers selling nothing. She doesn't sing, she doesn't dance, she doesn't cook. She -hmm. sells nothing but her look. So she's going to do everything to preserve her look and to get, to to, to keep her business running. She has to sell whatever is said to maintain her look. So, the lady is a businesswoman. She
0: is, and- she's a smart one, too. You know, her looks is what allowed her to get skims, allowed her to get yeah. her makeup lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so she's smart. I don't know if I should say she's smart or her mom's smart. Because I was about I don't know say- who the brains is behind the operation. And <laughs>
1: her mom.
0: <laughs> but um, I can't, I, one thing I will say and I admire about Kim is that she, ha- she has a business hustle mentality yeah. and she knows what she needs to do and she's not messing around when it comes to that. Yes. Right. She wants to build a name for herself. And I'm going to be like, you know what, girl, mm, do you, yeah. you know, you're definitely a businesswoman, and she means business when she's in it. So I don't always agree with what she does or what she picks up or sometimes what she says. But, um, at the end of the day, I do respect her hustle.
3: Yeah.
1: I, I you know what, you guys made an interesting point. I agree. I agree. It doesn't sit well with my soul, but I agree with what you're saying, whatever. So I guess you guys, that's your, that that's your opinion on um, when celebrities have procedures and like the BL yes. surgeries, like the Brazilian butt lifts and all that, when they uh, don't reveal it, you guys feel like it's because they're protecting their brand. So you don't judge them for it.
2: Hmm. I find it so sad that one day your face is X-way, the next day your face is Z-way, and you're trying to tell me that it's because you ate a lot of (laughs) bread. Like, I I find it so sad because I look at this and I'm like, wow, you are not living your authentic life at all. Mm -hmm. You, You are lying to preserve who you want people to think you are. So it makes me feel sad. I don't think they have... I don't even follow Kim Kardashian. I don't think any of these people have a responsibility towards me. I yeah. think they're there to make money. Mm-hmm. I think it's all TV. I think it's all movie. I think mm-hmm. their real life is all fake.
3: Yeah.
2: And knowing this, it sets the premise to accept whatever shenanigans they come up with, mm-hmm. because I know all of it is a movie. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna if you're gonna say I, I, my bud grew overnight, well, okay. <laughs> okay all right. yes <laughs> all right god <laughs> is good what can i say so, <laughs> <laughs> it won't necessarily it doesn't make me judge them it it makes me feel sad mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. first of all you, you didn't like the way you look that much yeah. that you have to go and change it and now you have to lie to everyone about it yeah. yeah it's very sad yeah it's very 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 sad so i can see with my eyes that you are like a bud doesn't grow overnight. Hmm. So I can see with my eyes that something happened Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and you're saying you did five crunches or I don't know, whatever exercise you do to get, butts. obviously I don't go to the (laughs) gym. So whatever, (laughs) whatever exercise, it's very sad. And that's where, again, we come in and we have an opportunity to say to our kids, this was yesterday this is today. Mm -hmm. Mm, Which one do you prefer? You prefer that one? Okay. So you're going to have to exercise very a lot. You're going to have to do a lot of butt exercises to get to that. You prefer that one? Great. That's her natural look. She feels strong. She feels confident about her natural look. Mm -hmm. And for that, you have to love who you are. You have to appreciate. So you can have a discussion about those. You Mm -hmm. just have to make sure you paint a very clear picture of the the gimmicks behind b- behind it all. They have to understand the theatrical behind it all, because that's that's the place where they get caught, kids. Yeah. That's where they that's where they don't realize. Like they, they just see the end product and they think it's because of the tea.
1: Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. your
2: job is not to talk about tea. Your job is to show them reality, to show yeah. them medical proof, and that's where we come in. So she could sell all the tea she, she wants. I have to show uni that no it's not tea look at when we eat this this is what happens look yeah. at when we eat that that's where we come in yeah. so let them do their their show let them put up their show we have to put up ours yeah yeah,
3: yeah.
0: i think that's definitely like for example us as parents as, as mothers that's something we're definitely gonna have to show our kids you know that this is hollywood and hollywood is a whole bunch of magic hocus pocus right so that it is pres it Gives you the perception and the illusion that this is real, that this is normal. and This is how, what you, you need to do to attain that. And I think as our, our role as a mother is to say, no, that's not real. Nobody's butt looks like that. Right. I mean, maybe you might catch some real ones here or there,
1: but <laughs> not like... Not all of them. And they won't um, be without cellulite if they, if they are Yeah, real. or they so. don't like have leg, 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 butt. Uh, <laughs>
3: like, like, where did that
1: come from? <laughs>
0: like, so I think that's our role as a parent um, is to definitely say, you know, this is real and this is what you do if you want to get to that level. It's a lot of going under the knife and it's a lot of maybe needle injections Um, so that these kids have an awareness that they don't just wake up flawless.
2: Yeah. Like we, there's going to come a time where I won't be able to control my daughter's media consumption anymore. Yeah. So, you know, she, she'll go in her room, she'll have her own phone and I get that. So what I'm hoping to do is to make sure that she's prepared and she's armed to, dissect and analyze these images, these narratives, and these ideals that are built for her. Like media literacy and critical thinking are so important for these kids. And that's what our parents didn't even know they had to do because at that time they didn't really have to do that. But for us, we consume media. They're going to consume. I'm convinced they're going to have a chip in their tooth. They're not even going to need televisions anymore. They're just <laughs> going to turn on that chip and the image is going <laughs> to appear. So they're going to be consuming tons load of media than we already are. So let's use that. Let's use these media, um, those um, documentaries. Let's use these images to yeah. show them how Hollywood or how the, that whole industry is all smokes and mirrors so Mm -hmm. we have to teach them to dissect the media analyze the media understand why and it's to make money and it's it's a process that they followed and these are the steps of the process so if we if we bring it down to that it kind of loses the glamour Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's it kim kardashian is a product she's let's look at the process to build that product we are selling this product and this is how we got to it this is how don't just
0: Think of Kim, like this is just Hollywood. This is right. how it is, yeah. this is right. the business. You, you look at rap culture, rap culture, what do you think they do with the women? The women, yeah. Nicki Minaj did not have a butt. I don't that care what anybody sure. says. Go back to when she first came out, that I know. butt came out of nowhere. Do you remember
1: she was in a movie? I think it was. Um, I think it was a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, I think it was. Tyler. Yeah, Maybe it was, it, was. it was. And there was a scene. I remember being in the theater watching that movie. And her butt came on the screen, and everybody in the theater was like, "Oh!" And that was like her grand entrance into "This is my new body." Look That's at my- it, and this is what
0: you're going to be defined at. Is this is what you're going? So instead of her music being the focal point, is now her butt. Yep. Right, and this is what people need to understand. This is Hollywood. Hollywood is only out to entertain you. Yeah. Don't let this
1: like come home with you and live with you yeah. to the point where you're thinking, "Oh, I need to." go get a butt lift. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to sell reality. That's not reality. I like what you said Wesley, about it being a movie. Exactly. That's a movie. really good way to think about it. I'm going to use that with yeah, my it's a movie. feature.
0: It's a I movie. call it a, um, a magician show mm-hmm. because yeah. you're one way before and then poof, you're another way after. Yeah. So I consider it like, for example, Nicki Minaj, she wasn't
1: like this and then poof, look at her now hmm magic. magic. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> now for my next act, my hair will grow 20 inches and in one day. That's it, that that's knew? it.
0: It's, a, it's an yeah. act, it's a performance. And yeah. I think people just need to take these things like, oh, very entertaining, clap, 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 and yeah. go home and yeah. leave
1: it there, you know? I like it, I like it. These are some good, I'm gonna use those. I'm putting these in my toolbox when I speak with Amaya <laughs> as she gets older, you guys are educating me. So uh, I want to wrap up the conversation with this one question that I've been dying to ask you specifically, Weslyn because I've known you for a very long time and you're one of the most confident women that I know. Like I've looked up to you for a long time because I was like, wow, like the energy that you bring to a room, it's just confidence. You own your skin, you own the space that you're in. And that's something, that's a road that I'm on (laughs) i'm still struggling with it and i'm trying to improve myself and i always have looked up to you because it just seems to come so easily to you so my question to you is how have you learned to be so comfortable in your skin and to really own uh the space that you're in and the skin that you're in
2: honestly i think maybe it's a little bit of deflection a little bit of self-confidence Like, when I saw the the, La Grosse qui fait des vidéos, when I saw her page, Mm -hmm. to me, that's confidence. Mm -hmm. She walks in, she says, I'm the shit. I'm the bomb. I got curves. I got rolls. And I love them. Mm -hmm. I'm not that. What I am is the woman that walks in and gravitates towards people and I see what's great about them. And I say it loud. I'll say, Oh my God, you look great. Your hair is amazing. Come here. Give me a hug. Yeah, so you what I do is <laughs> <You> absolutely do. <laughs> so I think I make people feel good and they assume that's because I'm so confident. It's not, I'm dealing with my own stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have, my first language is French. When I speak English, do you hear my accent? I'm very tall. Do, are you gonna feel like I'm um, I'm uh, uh, controlling the conversation if I get a little bit loud? Do you, mm-hmm. So I'm dealing with my own stuff. It might not necessarily transpire when people see me. I'm dealing with the fact that you know I, I gain weight, I lose weight. I was skinny. I was bigger. I was. It is what it is. I think it's part deflection. And part knowing that at the end of the day, the real ones—my circle, my friends, my family—they're still here no matter what. Right. So I don't really walk around having to prove anything to anyone except mm-hmm. God.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I, you know, I, I and a lot of people feel they have to—they have to look good, not for them, but for the people that are looking at them. Yeah, that is true. You know what I mean? You have to. I. I don't have that. I don't, I walk out of the house all decked out or I'll walk out of the house with my head wrapped. Yep. <laughs> and that's for true. Like, honestly, I will act the same way. I will speak to people the same way. I will address people the same way. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the way that I look, but by, but by making people feel like they're good the way they are, they think I'm good the way I am.
1: No, I disagree with you, Wesleyan, okay? Because Tell me why. If, you were, if you were struggling with your confidence to that point where you're like, well, I'm not as confident as that other woman, you wouldn't walk out of the house with your head wrapped. You yes, wouldn't would. be, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be walking around. Uh, you wouldn't be wearing, this is something that I was like, yo, I'm, even my mom too, she's like, oh, Wesleyan, like good for her, no matter what size you've been. Cause I've known you for long enough where I've seen fluctuations, right? We all go through fluctuations. You will wear a bikini. Doesn't matter. You will wear a bikini. If you're going on a trip with your friends, you're going to put that bikini on and you're going to rock it. And even if you say like, oh, you're not as confident as that girl who's vocal, just because she's vocal doesn't mean that she's more confident than you. That's just how she deals with her insecurities or whatever issues she's struggling with. And you, the way you deal with it is you make somebody feel good about themselves, which you do. And even if you have something to say, because let's be honest, you have many times said to me, what's going on with your eyebrows, right? (laughs) But then you fix them. You're like, come over to my place. I'm going to fix them, whatever. So you always help people. You either help them improve whatever you can help them improve, or you just like, hey, you know what? You look good today. I like your shoes. Your hair looks nice. Girl, look at you, whatever. And that's how you deal with it. So the way that you look at that woman on Instagram or whatever platform you saw her on is how I look at you. And you're just kind of, you're not seeing you're not giving your own self enough props. You're giving too much props to that girl and you're not giving yourself enough props.
2: Because I don't feel like she feels. I don't feel like I, I feel good, but I don't walk around feeling like like I see confidence or maybe she's more vocal. I don't know. She's, yeah, she's I, more
1: vocal because you don't know how she feels. You just know what she says. I, I don't know think- what I see in you. And I see, I'm telling you the energy that you bring to the room. And it's not even when you talk to people, whatever. Just when you walk in a room, I'm very big on like energy and, and seeing somebody own the space that they occupy. You are confident and secure in the space that you occupy in this world, that you are meant to be here, that this is your place and you're not gonna move for anybody. Like, you're, you're, you just lose confidence and you don't even realize it.
2: So well, you need to start God, giving yourself
1: girl. props, okay? Because <laughs> I look at you the exact same way that you look at that woman,
2: all right? Well, look at God, because that's all I can say. <laughs> right. I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. And I don't know, I, I, I feed off positivity. I make sure that people around me, and I've made mistakes in my life. I've, I've spoken when I shouldn't have spoken. And often in the pursuit of making somebody feel good, I would say something about someone that I shouldn't just to show them how good they are. So I've made mm-hmm. mistakes. And throughout all of that, like I'm a I'm a work in progress. I am a work in progress. Maybe I should care more about going out with my head wrapped. Maybe I maybe I should care more about these things, but it's never re- I've never really cared cuz they haven't changed my surroundings at all. Nobody left me. Yeah. Nobody rejected me because uh, you know, I was too chunky in that bathing suit. Mm. Nobody nobody really cares. People want to gossip, right. but nobody ultimately really cares unless you give that power over you yeah it doesn't have any so mm-hmm. if people want like i come home i lock my door do you think i care what happens what people said with i not at all so i don't know i, I appreciate I that at a so level
0: much. you get to that le- you eventually get to a level where you're like you know what this is me take it or leave it if you don't like it that's too bad yeah because this is me yeah. i think i uh, Uh, Everybody, I'm okay, maybe not everybody, but some people get to that level of they are so confident in the skin they're in, they're so happy with who they are as a person, you know, and a lot of it has to do definitely with the trials and tribulations that you've been with, but they found beauty in just being themselves, just authentically them, Mm -hmm. right, that they don't really care what other people have to say and so when you can find beauty on the inside it exudes out if you're happy with who you are as a whole everybody will see that beauty and so with wesley from what my understanding is is that she it it seems as though that you you you're 100 percent good with yourself girl Mm you fine with however you are and however you present yourself to the world and i think that's what is exuding out of her and that's what's showing also her overall beauty Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right maybe it's
2: some sort of rebellion i find it so sad that we give so much importance to that outer shell yeah you know what i mean so when i do go out looking a little bit busted (laughs) what i'm saying is it's still me yeah like it is what it is if you don't like it you go to look at yourself in the yeah. mirror. Yeah.
3: Too bad. It's
2: my same nose. It's my same legs. It's my same brown, my same brown skin. If you don't like it today, cause it doesn't fit your idea of beauty, then you go work on yourself.
1: Yeah.
2: It's also a little bit of, um, humor. I, I, I manage a lot of very difficult situations with a little bit of sarcasm, a little bit of humor. So yeah. I do have this that defense mechanism in place, but it doesn't, there's so much more there's so much more than what people think of the way we look and the more people put importance on the way we look the less importance they give to the way we feel yeah. the less importance they give god the less importance they give the important things in our life so maybe that's why for me i trust and believe that when i feel like putting on my makeup I am decked out, like you mentioned, Michelle, like you mentioned before. I am putting in the work and I'm looking good because that's what I feel like doing. Yeah. If I step out with my head wrap and barely some lip gloss on my lips, that's also what I feel like doing. Yeah. And if you treat me differently than you did the day before, then I see you. Yeah. I see you. I see who you really are. So, man, Britt, if you only knew how much that meant to me, it really, really does, but don't get it twisted. There's nobody, there's nobody in the world that never feels bad about something oh, of about course. themselves. Yeah, yeah really? of course.
1: Yeah. No, but yeah. I'm just saying from like my perspective, that's why I want to have this conversation too, because you're two both very confident women. And that's something that I've struggled with for my whole life. And I'm only starting to get on that path and that journey of uh, self-reflection as to why I don't feel that way so that I can work on myself. So I, I feel like, Yes, everybody has those moments, but you both are predominantly confident. You know what I mean? You both, like you said, you don't tie your looks to your self-esteem about yourself. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the takeaways I can get from this conversation. And hopefully our listeners too, who may be struggling like me is you have to be confident in yourself, whether it be your values, whatever, whatever you feel makes up you mm-hmm. be confident in that. And then your body, your skin, your face, your whatever, that's just secondary. You're still you no matter what shell you're wearing at the time. If you're wearing a shell with makeup or a shell with no makeup, you're still the inner shell is you.
0: I definitely think – you it's a life journey of course it's a life journey that you get to the point where you want to please others so you'll try to look a certain way to please others but then i feel as though i think the turning point for me was when i think my mid-20s where i said "Mm, not doing it anymore Mm -hmm. because it's just so exhausting when you have to please others right right and Mm -hmm. i think that's when i had that that aha moment um where i said i'm just going to focus on myself and i think that's where my confidence comes fr- comes from
3: mm-hmm.
0: um it came from focusing on myself what makes michelle happy right. if michelle feels happy in a concordia sweater and jeans <laughs> well that's how i feel pretty right now and if you don't like it tough right. get to stepping because at the end of the day i need to make myself happy cuz if I'm happy, then the people around me will see that I'm happy with the skin that I'm in. Right. And as Wesleyan said, it is kind of sad if you are constantly, you know, questioning because you're always, if you're in that state, you're going to constantly find things that are wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And it. for some people who have the funds, they'll probably say, okay, well, I don't like my, toes i don't know i don't know if you have toes (laughs) like my knees i don't like my knees
1: let me
0: me go get knee surgery so they look pretty you know and then Mm -hmm. and then this is where it becomes a downward spiral because one thing will lead to another to lead to another and then you end up looking like a completely different person yeah and it's just never going to be enough
1: yeah
0: right and it's really about just getting back to you what does Michelle enjoy what is she like and I don't know maybe I just kind of gas myself up a little bit too much <laughs> but um
1: no such I think- thing as too much you go you go girl trust me because the flip side fi- the flip side's not fun so it's good yeah. it's better to be great
0: though you'll get there you will get there this life is a journey oh for sure for and, sure you know every one of us start off on a different part of our journey some of us start already with confidence yeah. some
1: don't Yeah,
0: And I feel like eventually as time goes on, you will get there.
1: Oh, I I agree. I feel like I'm on that path and I feel like it is achievable, but I just like to talk to people who maybe have it a little bit easier than me, where maybe you just had that confidence instilled at a younger age, or I don't know what that factor was that allowed you to be more confident and to gas yourself up easily. But for me, it's like my issue, and I'm sure a lot of other girls out there too, is comparing myself to other people, so it's not even the fact of oh I don't want to I want to wear makeup to please other people. It's because I'm comparing myself to other girls who are wearing makeup, I'm they and they have the like you said the contour and nah, na na na. And I'm comparing my normal face, the face that God gave me, no makeup, no nothing, to their dolled up look and being like oh you're trash. But it's like no i'm not trash because i'm not comparing it's not a it's not a fair comparison. exactly it's not a fair compare you're
0: at least now you're comparing apples to oranges. exactly you really should yeah. be comparing apples to apples let me tell exactly. you makeup can be also a mask for people's insecurities oh, absolutely sure, yeah.
2: absolutely so if you want to compare apples to apples compare yourself to them once once they take off that makeup. exactly mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and there's this quote from maya angelou that i love and it says i've learned that people will forget what you said people will forget what you did and I always freestyle. And I say, people will forget what you look like today, Yeah,
3: yeah. but
2: they'll never forget how you make them feel. And that's always been my mantra. Uh, yeah.
0: I it agree with that a hundred percent. Doesn't
2: really, re- it, I mean, it matters to you. If you feel good, if you feel good today, nothing, you, you have to work on what will give you the strength to be enough for you to be good enough, for you to be pretty enough so that they can compare you to anyone and you still feel like you're enough. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I like that. I've learned a lot with this conversation (laughs) with you guys. So thank you. And I hope that a lot of other people are gonna feel a little bit better or have, like I said, some tools in their toolbox now to help them on their journey um, with self-confidence and issues that are kind of exacerbated with seeing uh, all those pictures on instagram and facebook and all that so i really appreciate you joining us today weslyn
2: such a pleasure thanks for having me
0: thank you for being on our podcast today and weslyn if there's any way that people can reach you if they want to have more discussion or dialogue is there anywhere that they can reach you at absolutely
2: handles Again, I'm not the coolest person out there, so you're not going (laughs) to find me on Snapchat. You're not going to find me on TikTok. (laughs) You will find me on LinkedIn. Um, uh, My handle is just my first name and my last name. So Wesleyan, uh, last name Clermont. You'll find me on Facebook, same handle. And on Instagram, it's just Wesleyan.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode, guys. Um, if you want to shoot us any more information or if you enjoy today's podcast, definitely send us something in our inbox. We also have a special... Um, a little special tool that if you are an Anchor member, you can even send us messages, uh, comment, or suggestions. We can hear your voice. You can send it to us live. You could either mention your name or you can choose to be anonymous. Just go onto the Anchor website, uh, type in a shot of melon, and leave us a message. Uh, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. And please, guys, share. Share this to all your friends and your family members have these discussions because these are great discussions to have until next time guys have a great one thank you so much you ladies are doing a spectacular
2: job
3: thank you